Hello and welcome to another episode of From the Beginning here at Heavenward Thinking. Today we're starting Genesis chapter 15 and we're going to be talking about God's covenant with Abram. So I'm going to read it and we'll get right into our conversation today. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought him all these, cut them in half, and laid each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. And when the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for four hundred years. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age, and they shall come back here in the fourth generation, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your offspring I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Kadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. So here in Genesis chapter 15, we see another uh, reference to God's covenant, his promise to Abraham, uh, and Abram, as he's called here again. We see God restate some of his promise that he'd already given, and we've seen it a couple times now, and here we get it another time uh, with more of an expansion to it, where we see God give specific details of his promise and what he is going to do uh, with the promise, how he is going uh, to use uh, Abraham's descendants and how he is going to take care of them, even though they're going to be enslaved and servants uh, and they're going to suffer many things in the land of Egypt. But here we see uh, another reference to this covenant and we see how God is revealing more and more to Abraham, a little pieces of the puzzle, and continuing to be faithful to him. As we've talked about, it is so important that we remain faithful to God uh, because we continue to see as we go through the book of Genesis that God is always faithful to us. And we see that here. He's continuing to be faithful to Abraham. Uh, we're going to see in the next chapter how Abraham isn't so faithful to uh, God. And that's important to see here. We see God continually giving him uh, reminders of his faithfulness. Uh, so we should see Abraham respond the same way. Unfortunately, we don't see that in the next chapter. So we keep that in the back of our minds as we look at this. Uh, but we see that Abraham believed what God said in this chapter and it was credited to him as righteousness. And later on in the New Testament, we see that Abraham is referred to time and time again as this really important part here in Genesis chapter 15 of his uh, faith being credited to him as righteousness because he believed God. He responded with belief. Even though what God was saying seemed so impossible, it seemed so improbable to him, he chose to believe God uh, and not 
uh, doubt what God is promising. At least for the first part of this, we see it through verse 6. And then in verse 7, when the Lord says that he is going to give him the land to possess, then we start to see the doubts come in of Abraham. We see, start to see the human aspect of him, the things that we struggle with, where we doubt what God has promised to us. We doubt if, if we're going to be able to do what God has called us to do, if we're going to be able to do uh, the things that uh, he's calling us out to do. So we see in this chapter two different responses from Abraham, one of faith, one of doubt, and we see towards uh, in the next chapter, we'll see his uh, human side again. So we continually are seeing in the book of Genesis uh, the result of sin, the result of our sinful human flesh. We are not able to follow God perfectly. We're not able to do that. That's why we had Jesus uh, to do that for us. So we see again and again throughout Genesis that we're not going to be able to save ourselves, just like we can't uh, in our modern world. We can't save ourselves. We have to have a Savior. Abraham was not able to do everything uh, on his own. He needed God to lead him forward, and he had to be reminded again and again and again of God's promises. As we look at this, um, we're reminded of the faithfulness of God, but we're reminded of God is continuing to do something miraculous in Abraham. He's choosing to create a nation out of Abraham, not because Abraham is this amazing guy who did all these amazing things uh, before God called him, but he is just choosing to do something on his own and choosing to involve Abraham in that and include him in his amazing plan that would eventually bring salvation to all mankind and be a blessing to all the world, not just the nation of Israel. So that's important that we see that in this chapter. Another thing is the uh, the covenant, uh, in, starting in verse 12 and going through uh, the end of the chapter, we see something uh, important there, saying that God uh, made this covenant with Abraham, but it wasn't the normal covenant where two people uh, had this conditional covenant. This was an unconditional covenant that God was making with Abraham. He was taking all the responsibility on himself uh, rather than having a two-way uh, street here. This was a God was going to do something miraculous through Abraham. God was going to accomplish his purpose, his plan. And he was taking all of the ownership on himself, not Abraham being perfectly faithful or measuring up. And we'll see when we get further in uh scripture here, when we get especially into Exodus, that there were different covenants, that when we get to the Mount Sinai, that is a conditional covenant where people had to do certain things and they'll experience blessing, or if they did certain things wrong or didn't do the right things, then they would experience the curses of it. But in this promise, this was an unconditional covenant that God was making where it's all on God's end. He is claiming the responsibility. He's going to uphold the covenant. And uh, as we're going to see throughout the story of Abraham, and as we've already seen, God continually makes ways uh, where Abraham's not able to do that. He has no idea how God's going to do it. Even in this chapter, he's again asking God, how is it going to happen? I don't have an heir. I don't have someone who's going to be my son. It's going to be this other random guy. And uh, he's not very happy with that, but God continually reminds him that he's able to do something miraculous. He's able to do uh, the impossible. So in our own lives, we should be encouraged that God is always faithful to us. He's always able to do more than we can uh, possibly ask or imagine. We need to be faithful to the Lord, trust in him, see how he is doing things. Just be faithful to him and believe, have faith, have that faith that was credited to Abraham as righteousness. We need to have that same faith in our own lives, in God, that he can do the impossible because he wants to do the impossible in our lives just as he did in uh, this story with Abraham. So I hope you've been challenged by this chapter this week and that you'll join us next time for another episode of From the Beginning here at Heavenward Thinking.